Welcome to Vision Again, yet another podcast about the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Rob Holly, and I've been writing about Eurovision for the past eight years. And like the rest of you, I am gutted that there'll be no competition in 2020. However, I've decided to continue doing the interviews that I would have done for publications like The Independent had the contest gone ahead. So that's this podcast, me interviewing Eurovision people. In this episode, I've had the incredible pleasure of having a chinwag with Bulgaria's entry, Victoria. Tears Getting Sober, one of the favourites to win this year, and honestly, one of my favourites too. What can I tell you about Victoria? Well, she's very determined and very talented. Having had three attempts to make it big on Bulgarian X Factor, Eurovision would have been her big break, and boy, she would have done well. Tears Getting Sober is a slightly quirky, personal track about mental health that Victoria wrote with a little bit of a boost from Symphonics. As you've heard, it's really, really good. Brilliantly, Victoria's already been given a golden ticket to the next edition of Eurovision. In this interview, we chat about the joy and the pressures of now having 12 months to write a Eurovision winning song. But we started off chatting about her time on Bulgarian X Factor. I'll try and add anything that we refer to in the description to this podcast. We recorded this back in late April 2020 over a Skype call. So I hope you enjoy it. Here's Victoria. It was a very interesting experience because uh, it was my first time being on the big stage and uh, yeah. in front of the cameras, people watching me on TV. And it was big for me. Um, and I've learned so much things from there. Uh, I met so many great people, learned how to work with team because it's very important. So, yeah, it, it, it's like a school. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, what cover versions did you do on the X Factor? There are so many different songs, but the one I really loved was um, when the first time when I heard the song by Adele, "Hello." Oh, it just yeah. Did and I was like, I want to sing this song. Amazing. The next concert, and my and and the judges were like. Are you sure? That's a very new song. You don't have enough time to learn it. I'm like, no, I'm going to learn it and I'm going to sing it. And it was a very, uh, yeah, very good experience. Hey, like, I'm going to have to go and check that out on YouTube if it's on there. That would be, um, that'd be incredible. Um, so I think it's fair to say you're a pro when it comes to talent competitions, then you know what you're doing. Um, so were you aware of Eurovision growing up at the same time as like X Factor and all that? Was that a big thing in your childhood? Well, it wasn't that much, but the last four years I started watching it more like mm. every year. And I was uh, really, you know, dreaming about that one day I can be to these people's place, you know, to yeah. be one of them. And uh, I really wanted to represent Bulgaria someday. And when this happened to me, I, I was the happiest person. 
Oh, and every year when the competition rolls around, there's always a mainstream artist that the competitors are compared to. And this year, I think it's fair to say that there's quite a few people comparing your sound to Billie Eilish. How do you feel about that when people bring up that comparison? Yeah, I like so many artists. I like to find actually artists that are not that much, you know, famous. Mm. Because there's so many artists with that kind of sound, like, for example, Billie Eilish. And, you know, she's the biggest star now in the world. Yeah. And people are comparing other artists to her just because she's first, you know? Right. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think I'm not trying to be her. Um, I really love her. I I love I adore her music because it it tells so much to people. It's not just you know the the next song. It it, it has a story. It has a message, which is the most important thing. And um, comparing me to Billie Eilish, I'm 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 fine with that. But I I don't want people to compare me with her because. There are so many artists with that kind of style, that kind of sound of their voice. So, yeah. And who are you listening to at the moment? Who are your big influences? I started during the quarantine, I started looking for new music and I found so many artists that that they're not that famous and they have so many good songs. And I'm listening, I have a playlist in Spotify and Mm -hmm. I'm listening so much to music. Um, I, I really like Ed Sheeran oh. and uh, Billy's uh, brother, Phineas. He's very good. Excellent. Yeah. And are you able to share that playlist? Is it um, on your Twitter or your Instagram? Can we get a hold of that? Uh, I think I'm going to share it soon. Awesome. Uh, I'm just uh, adding some new songs to it and I'm going to share it. Yeah. Ace, what was the last thing you put in that playlist? Hmm. The last thing... But yesterday, no, maybe the day before, I uh, put um, a song from Jessie Ray's. Oh, yeah, yeah. She She's very good, actually. I started listening to her these days and I was very impressed. So, yeah. Awesome. And I think there's a lot of confidence in you as an artist um, because Bulgaria turned around and said that you're going to get a golden ticket and go next year if you want to. Does that apply more pressure to you or is it an opportunity where you can say, look, right, Tears Getting Sober was incredible, but I've got 12 months now to perfect a song and to really, really go for that win? I feel very thankful, mm. actually, because it shows me again. That's a second chance and nobody, uh, no, you know, not anyone gets it. Yeah. And I feel very uh, lucky in that way. It's a, it's a pre- pressure, but it, it's also, a, you know, we have one more year to work on it, to work new songs, to... Uh, I'm working on my EP now, uh, which I'm going to release in the autumn. I have time now to make so many new songs, and I feel very... I don't know, blessed somehow. Yeah. And tell me a bit about Tears Getting Sober. How did the song come about? Well, it was a very weird day when we were writing the song because there were so many, um, not many, but people around us who were, uh, the one of them fainted. Uh, then the other girl just got panic attack. 
Um, some other people were not feeling very well, and they were all artists writing songs, and uh, right, and they were, yeah. Uh, and when we had the session, we we were uh, interrupted all the time from you know uh, things like this, and we were like, okay, we maybe <laughs> we should write a song about that because uh, we started uh, chatting about it and. We found out that every one uh, one of us uh, has felt like that in some, uh, you know, part of uh, their life. It's a really lovely, beautiful song, and um, I think one of the obviously it's a shame Eurovision isn't going to go ahead now. But one of the the great things from it is that the music doesn't go away, and we've all got that record or that that track. That's that's there permanently. Um, so thank you for giving the fandom that. How did you feel when you heard that Eurovision was going to get cancelled? Were you expecting it? I was expecting it because of the situation from the coronavirus. Yeah. And uh, But at the same time, I felt very disappointed. Not, not because it's cancelled, but just because of that, I cannot uh, represent Bulgaria with the song we made. Because we, we were... We were working really hard on that song. We had so many different versions of it. And when we uh, all agreed to that one version, it was a very hard process. And we put our hearts and souls in it. And yeah, it was painful in the beginning. Now I'm feeling uh, much better. But yeah, I still struggle with that. I cannot sing it next year. Oh, but you'll get to sing it anyway at different points, I'm sure. And you said that yeah. there are different versions of it. Are you going to maybe release some of those in the next year? Because, you know, Eurovision fans are complete nerds about everything. So if those versions go online, people will go nuts for them. Do you think you'll release any of those alternative versions? I haven't thought about that, but it's, uh, maybe it's a good idea. We'll see. I, I was listening uh, soon um, um, these days to the very first version of the song, and it was uh, very interesting for me, you know, to hear from the very beginning how it sounds and yeah. to hear the the whole package, you know, the... the the latest version it was very different and maybe if i if i decide to um show to the eurovision fans the first maybe it, it could be the first version of the song and how did it morph did it start off as uh like a bit of an acoustic-y thing and when you say there are different versions there's not like a, a thrash metal version of it anywhere or a you know, a pop version. No, it, it was in the same style, but they were like, you know, with the violence, without violence, with the key change, without key change, with the new instruments, no piano, no bass, so many different stuff. Um, and who's, it was interesting. Who's responsible for the bit at the end? Because I really love the song and it always makes me smile at the end where it's got that little, mm, I just, it cracks me up. It brings so much joy into my life. Where did that come from? Uh, well, these are the harmonies that I came up with, like an idea. I wanted to, I'm a big fan of harmonies and yeah. um, all of the songs that I make uh, are full with harmonies because just because of that, it brings you joy and some, you know, feeling that it's a different feeling. And uh, I really wanted to have that type of harmonies. And when I showed them to the guys, uh, to the team, they were like, oh, that's so cool. Let's put it there. And uh, yeah. 
I'm, it must be difficult to get that balance between having a song that's quite, uh, it's a little bit dark, but it is really uplifting. And I think that's a real talent to be able to deliver something in that way. Whereas a lot of the stuff that you sometimes see at Eurovision is either, you know, it's a banger or it's a ballad or it's something else. But the tones, I, I guess it goes to what you were saying about harmonies. You've really blended some different uh, feelings. It's It's incredible. Thank you so much. We wanted to find a balance between the dark side of the song and the light side. So we wanted to mix it just to bring hope to the people, not just to make them more depressed, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any more depression at the moment. We're, you know, happiness only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good vibes only. Um, you were saying it's important for you to represent your country, to represent Bulgaria. Um, looking back at over the last few years, aside from last year when Bulgaria took a bit of a... Um, uh, a little bit of a break. Before that, there'd been an incredible run of really successful entries from uh, Polygenova, Equinox, Christian. Why do you think, um, what do you think the key to Bulgaria's success is? I'm not really sure. Each each one of them is very different, like the style and the, the way they sing and the yeah, but Equinox, it was a group. Christian was, uh, you know, the little boy with the amazing voice. Polly Gilva was, uh, you know, that strong voice woman, which is, uh, they're very different. But um, I think the key is to be more open up to people and to, to be more real to them, to connect with them more, not just to make the, a song. You have to find the, the right song for you and the right song that, will kind of help or make people um, more uh, happy in a way. I don't know. You, you just have to connect with people. Yeah. And with your audience. I guess it would mean a lot for Bulgaria to win the competition and to host it. What, what kind of party would that be? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it would be big. But yeah. And have you met any of the other contestants or any of the, um, not just the, the contestants of this year, but like the Bulgarian contestants from other years? Are you sort of in the middle now of this big Eurovision community? Uh, I, I know every one of them. I met them. Um, they're very, very cool people. Like, they're very, you know, nice. And uh, they, they gave me really good advices. In the beginning, when I uh, when I started writing songs and uh, being in that Eurovision journey, yeah, yeah, I really like them. I know that you spent some time in London earlier this year. I really like London. I I couldn't see much of it because I was in a songwriting oh. camp. But um, yeah, um, I wrote four songs there and two of them are amazing for me and I can't wait to share it with my EP to the world. The other thing I guess that um, you might be missing out on this year apart from the contest in itself is the the fandom. The fans are really, um, I mean, they're, they're intense people. They really get obsessed with certain songs. Have you met any fans? How's that been? Uh, I didn't have the chance to meet much of them. I met only people in Bulgaria because I couldn't go abroad because of the situation. But uh, I really can't wait to meet as much as I can from them because they're amazing. They're so so supportive and they text me so much. 
and I'm trying to answer to all of them because they're really nice to me and I really appreciate that and I thank them for that because you know when you're an artist you need support and when people love you that's all you you need and they're getting an EP as well in autumn which is you know a bonus that uh that they can look forward to well it's going to be a very emotional EP with a with a with a balance between a, a beat songs and a, with ballads, so yeah, that's it's uh, it's amazing to to write so many songs and to put it in an EP. That was a dream for me, like to have an album or you know release my music. And is it easy to write songs? Because I think as a fan, we hear uh, so many artists talking about um, either going to songwriting camps or, um, you know, taking time out to write stuff. Is that a really incredibly difficult process? Not every time. It's not that easy. When, when it comes to lyrics, for me, it's, it's hard because I haven't uh, written uh, songs you know, these years. I, I started writing songs uh, last summer. Wow. It was very hard for me in the beginning because it wasn't something new to me. Uh, a new process. I just found out, you know, how to write a song, how to come up with melodies and to make harmonies and stuff like this. Uh, but uh, it's very, it's, it's very interesting process because you open up your mind more yeah. and you have to think about it and you have just to feel the music and to bring it out from you. Oh, well, Okay, 2020, it's been cancelled, so we can be open about this now. Who do you think was going to be your biggest competition at Eurovision, and which were your favourite songs? Uh, that's a tough question. I th think every every of the... Um, my... Uh, how, how can you say it? Um, of, of the representative people there, uh, they, they were very good, all of them. Because when you, you, I think you're a winner when your country chooses you. You're a winner already, because not not everyone have the chance to represent their country. So I feel like a winner, and I think all of them are winners. That's a very diplomatic answer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, you must have had some tracks that you thought, oh, I really like that one. Even though it's not necessarily something I could sing, that's a track that I'd listen to. Well, I really liked uh, the Romanian song by Roxanne. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, um, the Netherlands the, um, song. Right. Um, that was The Netherlands one was incredible. Yeah. It came from nowhere it's a yeah. bit um i don't want to make comparisons between artists but for me it was very um it, it had that that kind of high level of quality that tears getting sober had um but i just wasn't yeah. expecting it from a from a country that's already won the competition and, and is hosting because usually uh the host country um yeah. You know, they, they, it's not that they don't make an effort. It's that they know that they're probably not going to win again. But for me, that was up there with your song and a couple of others. It was really incredible. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, I I really liked it too. But yeah, all the songs are good for me. I, I can't choose and I don't want to choose. <laughs> <laughs> and away from what would have been this year, what are your favourite Eurovision tracks of all time? My top favourite track is... Uh, 
from uh, Salvador, Sobral, which... Oh, uh, Portugal, yeah. Won, yeah, Portugal, yeah. When he won, uh, when was it? Two years ago? Three? I think, to be honest, at the moment, time is all melting into one because of this lockdown, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I really like the Bulgarian songs that we uh, we had to, during these years, and um, oh, I, I love Duncan Lawrence. His song is amazing too. Um, but yeah, and many others. Awesome. And can we expect any more secret online gigs or any more releases in the next couple of weeks? Uh, I'm working on a new song right now and uh, I'm going to release it at the end of May, ah. hopefully. Uh, yeah, and it's very accurate to the situation now, the lyrics, <laughs> the message. Amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting to me. Victoria, have you got any messages that you'd like to share with your fans? Uh, I just want to tell to my fans that uh, I really love them and thank you for the support and um, stay safe and healthy. Amazing. Really good advice. Thank you so much, Victoria. It was a brilliant song and I'm so sorry you're not going this year because it was one of my favourites. And like I said, every time I hear that, mm, I just, it just, I love it so much. So thank you so much and hopefully we will chat soon. Yes. Thank you for that interview. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Victoria there, what an absolute legend. I think she's going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. Keep an eye out for her EP in the autumn and any new material before then. I'm sure they're going to sneak some out. Once again, big thanks to Victoria as well as Vassal and the incredibly determined Bulgarian team. They put so much love into, into their entries each year. They deserve to do really, really well. Thanks also for putting up with the sound quality. Recording in a pokey flat in Camberwell, I've done my best. Also, a big thank you to William Kitchener for the theme music. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do like and subscribe because I will be back shortly with other interviews and I'd hate for you to miss them. In the meantime, while we're in lockdown... I've been running some Eurovision rewatches over on Twitter every Saturday night at 8pm. You can find these at Eurovision again, and they trend under the hashtag, hashtag Eurovision again. The website is again.vision. And if you want to follow me, I'm also on Twitter as myself, at Rob Holly. All that's left for me to say is, in the words of Stig and Alina from Estonia 2015, why didn't you wake me up? I'm pretty sure I would have told you to stop. Let's try again and say... Goodbye. Goodbye to yesterday.